Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. With the arts regularly taking a hit, especially now during COVID-19 restrictions, this week on the Marku Review and Us, we find out about what's happening in this space with Olivia over it. This is Cultural Resource Mapping. Olivia Everett, great to have you back again. Yes, it's really good to be back, Damo, and thank you for your um, support, as always, for different initiatives popping up in the arts. Mate, it is absolutely fantastic. Look, I really do enjoy the arts. I don't know much about it. Um, I do enjoy seeing it and listening to the arts because people always think about the arts as visual, but it's also the, the musical side as well, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we could probably talk all day about different examples of art, but, um, you know, every time you tune into Netflix or watch something on YouTube or, you know, without the arts, um, that stuff wouldn't be there. So, uh, you know, I guess I have a visual arts background as well, so that's definitely the area that I've worked in the most and where I'm most comfortable. But like you said, there's performing arts, which could be theatre, dance, comedy, music. Uh, There's so many different areas as well, you know, creative writing and... Um, craft and all sorts of things so absolutely now the last time we spoke you were just about to launch your uh, Kingaroy art trail yes in the CBD yes how'd it go really well, I, I shouldn't say how to go I know how it went I had a look <laughs> and it was fabulous but how did it go yeah fantastic uh, yeah I think when we last spoke demo that project was in the making in terms of I was still creating the work yep. uh, and we did a bit of a shout out for businesses to get involved um, and display one of my artworks during the art trail exhibition period uh, which wrapped up at the very start of the week um, at the end of August So the end of that project and what that kind of culminated in was an exhibition of eight different artworks uh, that I created that were digital collages and they were printed onto shopfront vinyl uh, stickers, uh, much like you would find any other kind of shopfront signage. And I had a number of different businesses put their hand up to become part of that that art trail and display one of my works in their shop front. So it was fantastic, actually, the response from businesses because I had more businesses get in touch than I could actually make work for, um, which was a nice problem to have. Uh, So it was fantastic. There were eight different locations, uh, all within short range in terms of walking distance as well. So if you were out and about, you know, grabbing a coffee, picking something up at the chemist, something like that, it only took an extra 20, 25 minutes out of your day to actually walk through uh, sort of the uh, Haley Street, um, Markwell Street, Alfred Street kind of precinct and um, yeah, find, find a little bit of an art adventure on your way. So it was terrific. Mate, look, congratulations. Uh, it, I don't think it's ever sort of been done before in, in our, that I can ever think of. I remember, I remember the closest thing possible was probably the Peanuts uh, for uh, Peanut yeah. Festival back in yeah. the olden days. Um, but I tell you what, your work was a, a lot better than some of the peanut paintings uh, that we would have <laughs> seen back in, back in the uh, 80s and 90s. Now, um, why do regions need to look after the arts industry? Um, I think that the arts industry in and of itself, I mean, creative industries, I guess, is its own own sort of sector, um, but creativity is something that runs through, through other businesses and, and other sectors as well. So I think we need creative thinking and a creative approaches and creative solutions to all sorts of things that we do. 
Um, but the arts and cultural industry in itself, I think, really feeds in hand in hand with other pieces as well. So economic development, tourism, community development, um, even health and wellbeing outcomes as well, and social connection too. So I think it's just one thread um, of a larger piece of community fabric um, that is really, really important and can help pull things together. I was actually at a school this morning, uh, did an interview and, at St Mary's Catholic College, yep. and the Year 12s um, have a legacy project each year that they leave behind, and usually it's always tables and chairs. Okay. This year's cohort have decided to paint some pillars or mm -hmm. some um, posts in the tuck shop area, all different colours. Of course, Crowey's Paints in Kingaroy got on board and are helping them out. Wonderful. That was one of the big things that um, the school captain there said, that it's about, I guess, brightening up the school, but that health, uh, mental health well-being. Hmm. You know, I guess it'll just make kids see something a little bit different. Yeah, and that's right. Because schools are pretty boring at yeah. the end of the day. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, at, at its really basic level, art is about a way of expressing yourself that might not be... Um, you know, just telling someone about your day or telling someone about your history. It's about showing them or um, allowing it to become an experience for someone else. So I think it's really important in regional communities that, um, you know, arts in, in whatever form that takes, whether it's, um, you know, uh, historical walk trails, you know, sound trails we're seeing now as well, um, mural art trails, uh, public art sculpture, there are so many different ways that um, you can tell your story and, and have local artists share their stories as well. So I think it's terrific to see young people and, and schools getting on board with that as well. What's some of the uh, art mediums that people probably don't realise? Because uh, we always think of visual art as in painting, mm -hmm. uh, performing arts as in theatre and, and, and music. Mm -hmm. This sort of stuff that we're doing now is part of the arts, would you say? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I would definitely class you as, as someone who works in the creative industries, Damo, um, you know, in your own business. And um, I think people would be really surprised if they actually just stopped and thought about, you know, if we didn't have art tomorrow, what would actually not, not be in my house? What would um, happen? Just, just let's you wouldn't think have, about it. Okay, all right. You wouldn't have photos on your fridge or photos on your walls. Um, you know, uh, we're sitting on my front patio and, and my kids have kindly decorated it with their chalk artworks. And you know? it's fabulous. <laughs> it's a work in progress, I'd say, but it's, um, you know, th that wouldn't be here. Um, you know, like I said earlier, you wouldn't have Netflix or, or YouTube or any of those sorts of pieces of the puzzle as well. Um, you wouldn't have music on your radio. Uh, there's, there's so many things that, um, you know, if we didn't, didn't have art in the many forms it didn't take, um, there'd be a lot missing, I think. Now, you, and this is why we're here today, you are about to engage in South Burnett Cultural Resource Mapping Project. Yes. What's it all about? What's it all about? Um, well, you know, in the in the first instance, uh, I was very fortunate to receive some funding support from Arts Queensland, which is our state uh, government body for the arts. Uh, they do a fund called the Individuals Fund, which is about supporting artists or arts workers, um, creative practitioners to undertake uh, mentorship projects or professional development or training to really build their own um, build their own toolkits, I suppose. And uh, their professional skill sets. So I put in an application to undertake 
a cultural resource mapping project, which is essentially a process of research and data collection to identify all the different cultural resources and assets that make up um, an arts and cultural community. So that might be things like uh, physical facilities and spaces. So your art galleries, your community halls, uh, things like heritage sites as well. Uh, it might be community groups, it might be um, informal collectives of artists that come together or uh, musicians who come together in, in groups and orchestras and duos to perform together. It might be individual artists as well, which, you know, like we discussed, that could be a yep. comedian or it could be a creative writer or a visual artist or craftsperson as well, a woodworker. Um, it's really, you know, like you said, it's, it's very, very broad what, what arts can be. Uh, and then within that as well is, um, you know, people who practice as, as a hobby, um, people who derive maybe part of their income or all of their income from their arts practice as well. So cultural resource mapping at, a, at its very sort of base level is about identifying the different resources that, that make up a community. And for this project, um, I'm focusing on the geographical footprint of the South Burnett Regional Council area, um, because, you know, undertaking a project like this does need, you know, sort of parameters yeah. put on it as to... As to Otherwise, you, you, could, you, you would just start... Yeah, that's right. You could just disappear down imploding a rabbit hole. Imploding or exploding. <laughs> one of the two. Both at the same yeah. time, I think. It'd be a black hole. <laughs> so, uh, so that's what my... Uh, that's the geographical footprint that my project focuses on. Uh, and it's a process of identifying those things and then sharing that in a, uh, a public outcome, um, which will be what I call uh, like a de-identified report. So all that information that is collected during the, the process uh, won't be linked back to any one individual or yep. any one organisation. Everything um, that I collect is anonymous when it's presented um, publicly. And it helps create a, um, you know, a snapshot of what sort of cultural and creative activity is, is happening here in the South Burnett at this particular point in time. And it uh, is, you know, maybe a foundation piece for other cultural um, planning and, and strategic work that can really uh, happen on a local level as well. Okay, so once you get all this information, mm -hmm. who, who will you present that to? Uh, so it will form a public report that will be published on my website yep. and also the website of CQ Razin, um, yep. which you might remember CQ Razin um, were my funding body for the um, Kingaroy Art Trail project yes. that I did and exhibited my own work that we just spoke about. Uh, so they are the Central Queensland Regional Arts Service Network and they're also um, funded through Arts Queensland um, to work across the Central Queensland region and really encourage um, collaboration and, and regional arts development between the different um, communities so they've certainly been very um, supportive and and provide me with a lot of um, mentorship in in and of itself as well um, throughout this process and they'll be publishing the report on their website as well um, and I guess from there you know I guess that's actually part of the process in in doing this uh, research project is that there will be some um, recommendations and some next steps sort of built into that report so uh, watch this space okay. probably a little bit. So are you hoping that you'll be able to take this information and, and, and deliver it to council and, and maybe some of the business groups and, and, and other community groups within the region so they've got an idea of what's going on? Yeah, and definitely. then maybe they can source funding um, from there? Yeah, absolutely. So you'll find um, quite a common question on grant applications will be, um, you know, what's the need um, in your community? Yeah. What are the priorities? What are the challenges? You know, those sorts of questions. 
Um, so when you start thinking about um, you know, needs and priorities and challenges and trends and those sorts of things, um, if you can't really answer, um, you know, well, who's out there to start with, then how do you answer those other sorts yeah, of questions? Sure. So, um, you know, is this kind of project a, a silver bullet answer to things? You know, no, but it might be the first rung on the ladder um, of other work that can happen. Um, it's certainly a process that, you know, have been in conversation with council um, yep, cool. with, and there's been some fantastic information sharing. I'll definitely be keeping council in the loop, and I think, uh, you know, cultural resource mapping is sometimes uh, work that is undertaken by councils themselves. Um, in this case, it's an independent um, project. Uh, and, you know, from a council perspective as well, um, it can certainly, you know, this body of work could inform further strategic work that local government may or may not want to um, undertake in the future. Liv. Look, it, it, it's a really cool project. How long is it going to take? How how long's so? Yeah, how long's a piece of string? She says. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good question. Uh, do you have a timeline? You I have do. I do in? have a timeline. That's always nice. But you know, being being funded through the state government through Arts Queensland, um, they are flexible and they do want to yeah, work with beautiful. artists to support them. So, uh, you know, I was going to run from July through to November. Um, then I realised, oh gosh, that's um, quite a tight type frame, so I've extended out through to December. But you know, there's always flexibility with that. I do hope to publish the um, snapshot findings in December, though. I didn't even think about this until you just said that. <laughs> How will COVID restrictions, mm -hmm. um, I guess, will it will it change the information you're gathering? Like. I guess there's not really many events going on, and you know, mm. people aren't performing as much as they yeah. would be. Do you think that will uh, affect the outcomes or is it more that broad of what has been happening in the past and, and what could happen in the future? It, it's a good question, Damo, and I think, um, you know, I did, I was thinking about this project before COVID even happened and then when COVID hit, I was like, well, if I'm going to be going out um, and talking to groups and talking to artists and collecting information, um, it's not that much of an extra leap to kind of collect information around yeah. COVID. Uh, so what I've actually released this week is there's two surveys online which you can access through my website. Okay. Um, one survey is for individual artists. Um, so if you're a musician or a craftsperson or comedian, writer, whoever you may be, um, and if it's just a hobby or if it's your profession, that's fine. Um, that survey is for you. And on that survey, it asks questions like, um, you know, what uh, impact has COVID had on your practice? Um, uh, you know, the other one as well, as you know, we're still a drought declared region here as well. So has, have you noticed any impacts of, of drought on your practice as well? Uh, there's a survey then, um, so two surveys, one for individuals to complete. Uh, and then there's a second survey for um, representatives from organisations and groups. Um, so, you know, King Roy Art team, um, for example, who run the King Roy Art Gallery, they might like to complete the organisation survey, which asks a little bit more detailed information than the individual survey. And that's around things like, um, you know, how much revenue is your organisation um, generating in terms of might be artwork sales or ticket sales or fundraising events. Um, and I've had, I've put in there the option to answer that over a couple of different years so that if there are sort of trends um, coming out from across organisations, then that might be something I can kind of reflect in the report as well. So it's interesting to talk about the report because that's obviously a, an outcome I'm working towards, but I'm not quite sure what the data is going to look like yet. So it's still all a bit of an unknown. Yep. Now, 
how how will collecting all this information, all mm-hmm. this information, help future economic growth? Because that's always the big thing when people are doing uh, collecting data. They people want to know how will this make the, the region grow? How will mm. this make you know the local coffee shop grow or the shopping centre or the clothes shop? Yeah, of course. And I think um, you know one one of the things I'd really like to see on an art sector level is um, you know our local arts community to be able to attract more funding um, for projects into the region. And then those are things that can have a roll-on effect um, economically as well. So uh, it would be fantastic, you know, in the first instance to see some more um, investment attraction into the arts um, from different grant funding um, that comes in and. Uh, you know, like I touched on earlier as well, arts and tourism is something that I see um, really hand in hand. Um, and we know that when we have visitors come into the region, you know, they, they spend money when they come yeah. and visit the region. So if the arts can play a role in encouraging that and giving people other experiences to see while they're visiting our beautiful region, then I think, you know, there's, there's some really magical things that can happen there. Liv, we'll put all the uh, links to yeah, all your fantastic. surveys in our socials. Yes, please. Thanks very much for your time today. Good luck. We'll keep an eye on and we'll catch up again uh, once that uh, the results are published. Yes, um, yep. Thanks for joining us today. No worries. Thank you so much for having me, Demo. When we travel through the region, we choose to drive with our partner, Bill Holcar Centre, your Subaru and Mazda dealer. This is the Mark 2 Review.